Hey there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're listening to the Nerd of Godcast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Hello, 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 and welcome back to your Nerd of Godcast finale. This is an exciting night. We are so honored that you would be with us listening wherever you consume your favorite podcast, and we are thankful to have you here. My name is Tony T, and for the next few minutes, we're going to be talking about all the things that give us the goosebumps, give us the feels, make us geek out, and give glory to God. That's right. You're listening to the Nerd of Godcast, that place where Christ culture and nerd culture sign each other's yearbooks right there on the crack. They don't care if that joke's been done. BFF, hags, all the good things, too cute to be forgotten, and we ride off into the sky in a convertible like we just got done at Rydell High. And uh, <laughs> we're going to be having a great time tonight. My name is Tony T. We're going to be talking about all these things, but I'm not going to be doing it by myself. He is the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. With me as always, and thank God for that, he is Steve-O Supremo. Ba weep grunt weep ninny bon everybody and a well said ba weep grunt I actually wrote that on my notes B W G W N B really I anticipated you son I knew it was coming I made room in the garage for it you can park it right here <laughs> moving around the table she is salty and sweet but there is not a more encouraging voice that has ever 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 Ooh. spoken into my life she is a giant among men. Jackie freaking Wilson. I don't think I'm going to be able to get through this episode without crying. It's okay. It's all right. Aww. Let the tears come, baby. They are magical. It's, it's magic happen. juice. <laughs> magic. And she's so cute when she cries. <laughs> I am not cute when I well, cry. No, I, I have a why very crying. ugly yeah, I was going to say, I, I've made Jackie cry a couple times. And then we're not, we're not <laughs> cute. No, nothing cute about it. Keeping this party going. He has such a wonderful, natural curiosity, creativity, and compassion just knowing him makes other people's stories more interesting. He is the big man, Quentin Gregory Neff. I, I uh, just want to let everybody know I will be growing my hair out until we do the <laughs> next season, uh, just like Samson. And uh, that's right, ladies, I'm looking for my Delilah. <laughs> I, you should read to the end of that Bible story before you start advertising for that. I'm like, yeah, I'm like halfway just, through, they're doing really well. <laughs> they're a really cute if, couple. If you're looking for your barber, yeah, look for your Delilah. If you're looking for the love of your life, I promise you, love hurts. <laughs> Be prepared for disappointment. He just really wants to sing her songs about what it's like in New York City. Indeed. <laughs> All right, so let me see if I if I can emotionally get through this one. <clears throat> Continuing the introductions. Mi mejor amiga, bella, inteligente y fiel, de la isla del encanta, lovely lady Lisa. Oh. Right. Neff, what did he say? Uh, <laughs> you asked the non-Hispanic. Well, Neff speaks Spanish. I understood a th- third That's of that. I think I just ordered her cinnamon crispas. I'm not sure. <laughs> with, with a large manzana. Te amo. Yeah, indeed. Uh, te amo mucho. And over in the booth, a man who never asks for attention, but who always shows up to make other people look and sound good. Our super genius and our secret weapon, Nick the Engineer. Hello. And there he is. <laughs> Consistent good, as everything. Good night, everybody. <laughs> and now I have successfully signed all of your yearbooks. I love you all. Aww. We would love to uh, connect with you guys. Join the conversation. Don't just be passive. Don't just be a listener. Don't be a hearer only deceiving yourselves. Be a doer of this podcast and let us know that you are out there. Connect with us and chat with us. You can do that across all the social medias. Find us at Nerd of Godcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also visit our website at nerdofgodcast.com. You can email us at nerdofgodcast at gmail.com. We'd 
love to chat with you, connect with you, and exchange whimsical, whimsical animated gifts with you. You can also visit our small group on Facebook. That's the Nerd of God Squad. It's a great place to hang out, make connections, uh, laugh a little bit, share your needs. It's a great place for you to belong. Send us a request. We're going to let you in. We're a pretty indiscriminate group. Nerd of God Squad on Facebook. Share some memes and live your dreams. Before we go on with our show tonight, I want to acknowledge a very special group of people, our Patreon sponsor. My Yay! favorite people. Yes. We love them. Yes. They have really been holding our hands through this journey, this five-year journey. We just crossed a five-year mile crazy. mark. Yeah. It's very exciting. So where were you five years ago? Well, Neff was a teenager. <laughs> I was. What? I was wow. 19. At least wow. by the he was in high school. Was I? I no, not five right. years ago. No, not five was. years ago. It's been a little more than that. You're Fresh a teenager. Steven, you have failed your audition as our official Nerdy Godcast historian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not at least my East historian. I'm our historian. Least my, <laughs> least also, my, five years ago, you were in Puerto Rico. <laughs> and you were, Incorrect. And you were the, the dictator of... Gargolas. Uh, Gargolas y... Bacon. Bacon. Come on. <laughs> uh, no, five years ago, we were in an attic. We were basically in an the unfinished rat cave. Wow. The rat cave. Yeah, recording these things. And we have uh, we have come at least uh, 100 yards since then. About, <laughs> about five years ago to this day is when I was losing episode two. That's right. Congratulations, When we recorded the entire Steve. thing without recording it. And I well, gave an awesome oh. speech that brought us back from the brink. And this whole time, our Patreon sponsors have been there with us. We want to <laughs> say thank you so much and acknowledge all of them. Special thanks from the Nerdy God cast to... Caleb Ardoin or Ardoin. I don't know how to say it, but thank you anyway. <laughs> Caleb Fancy. from the The Mountain Nerds oh, podcast. Oh, Give them nice. a listen. I was on I their premiere episode. Their premiere episode. I was honored to be over That's there. Amazing. That was a fun listen. We're gonna also thank Bradley Taylor and Kifa. Kifa's so cool. Kifa only needs one name. Yeah. yeah. It's like Cher or Madonna. Mm-hmm. Love it. Also thank you to Chandler Harper. Andrew and Christina Whiteside. The one, the only Howard Salter. Matthew Black. Joanne Monroe. Ashley Cronenbitter. How did you spell that in preschool? I applaud you for that effort. <laughs> Scantrons. <laughs> Zach DM. Ryan Felton. Josh Adams. Oh, the Christian nerd. The Christian nerd. Scott Higa. Steven De La Rosa. Darren Scott. Tegan DeLong. Carrie Wright. Joshua Chalk. Christian Zadak. And Kevin Wilganowski. Thank you, Patreon sponsors. We salute you. Woo! Woo! Did a round of applause. Yeah, they're they're actually applauding in a roundward fashion. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Let's get, let's have a little bit of fun today. All right, you guys ready? Yes. yes. All right, we're gonna play a game, and it's called Never Tell Me the Odds. Sir, the possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately three thousand seven hundred and twenty to one. Never tell me the odds. Every, everybody has Except your. Except always tell me because I'm an anxious person. I need to know everything. <laughs> well, hopefully by the end of this game, you will uh, know the odds because you'll be guessing them. So everybody has your whiteboards. You guys can feel free to play along at home. This is a game that. It's going to be played in three rounds. I'm going to give you some interesting circumstances, okay. and you are going to try to discover the odds of them actually happening. Mm. All right, so I'm turning my board Sounds here like at such an angle question. so least Mighty cannot cheat. So I didn't do good in statistics class. That's okay. This I is, didn't take statistics. I was going to say, did you mostly, take statistics? I took AP statistics. No. Uh, all right, so the first round, we're going to do this in three rounds. First round is closest to the pin. I'm going to give you guys a uh, an event, and you are going to tell me what the odds are of it happening. All right, so oh, here we oh go. Okay. So the odds of being called to come on down, come on down on the Price is Right. Oh, dang. Are one in blank. Uh, the odds are being called to come on, come on down. Be kind to the animal population. Don't forget to have your pet spayed or neutered. Are we changing our answers? Are we Are we unsure? <laughs> I feel like I'm... 
Now remember, you get a point if you are closest to the pin. If for whatever reason you land exactly on the number, I'm going to give you a double point. It's, oh, it's wow. not going to happen. There's no way in the world it's going to happen. But uh, if it does. Uh, all right. So, Steven, come on down. One in. One in 500. All right, Jackie. 150. Neff. 150. Ooh. 150. What in the so, world? Wait, is it? It's, oh, it's not if you go. It's not like Price is Right, where if you go over, no, no, no. Lose. It's just oh. whoever gets closest. Well, this is a three-way tie then, because the odds are actually one in thirty-six. Oh wow! Oh, you can believe wow. that. So that each makes of sense you, because they pick three people. Each of you get a point. So oh, one in thirty-six. I didn't think about that. <laughs> well, they pick three people, but multiple times yeah, throughout exactly. the show. So. I didn't even think. About, I was thinking about like one person oh, yeah, versus the entire audience. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah. That's why I did one in like a thing. Five hundred people in one audience. Do you know there's a lot of people? What kind there? of studio do you believe this films in? Listen, I'm just. I'm saying that. That after all these years, this might be the odds of people just in the country getting home. <laughs> right. We'll see what happens. All right, moving right along. So right now it is one to one to one to zero. Sorry, Steve. The, the odds of finding a pearl in an oyster. The odds of finding a pearl in an oyster are one in blank. Oh, I wanted to do so bad. Write your answer quickly. Uh, I don't know. I feel like whenever. Okay. Uh... <laughs> you don't overthink it. I don't trust myself anymore. That's okay. All uh, right, we will start with uh, we'll start with Jackie this time. Give us your answer. One ninety, one in one ninety. Steve Neff. Oh God. Steve Neff. One in six. One in six. Wow. Okay, my answer feels. Oh, I'm sorry. Are we okay. not with me yet? No, go ahead, Lisa. Hey. Lisa, Lisa, no, Lisa, tell us about your answer. <laughs> my answer feels exceptionally ridiculous okay, now. Well, please. I was like one in nine thousand. One in nine thousand. Okay, Stephen. I I originally wrote one in like five thousand. That changed it to one in fifty. One in fifty. All right. Well, you guys are going to be disappointed <laughs> when you're pearl diving, but Lisa Muddy is actually. Quite close. It is one in twelve thousand. What? Wow. So Lismati gets a point. Pearls need to step up their game. Yeah. Wait. Also, plans. that makes oysters. That seems to happen a lot less frequently than television has led me to believe. Well, That's why they're so expensive. There's a lot of oysters out there. I mean, you know, people are yeah. at, at yeah, oyster bars. Yeah, but what twelve thousand? Twelve thousand. I feel like that's fair. That's a lot of oyster fishing. But you can also like. Make them. Yeah, you just throw make a little it. throw a little sand throw in there and make yourself. And Martha like, Wayne just let them fly on the street. Uh, every time. Every, every time. Batman movie. Come on. Martha, why did you say that, that name? name? According <laughs> to the CDC. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we should all know this one. Wait a second. According <laughs> to this, we trust them. According to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, your chances of getting injured by your toilet seat are one in blank. I'll give you a hint. The number is in the thousands. Okay, what? thank you. Okay. The uh, odds of, because I don't need anybody going home with anxiety this, about using their toilet now. Like, okay. one in is 10? this based off of gender? Or I what do you mean? Nothing. No, no, oh. I got a number. Okay. I would, okay, because some people sit twice as often as others do. Okay, 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 okay. All right. Wait. Uh, so the question is how, what are the odds? What are the odds of being injured by your toilet seat? One in blank thousand. Oh. I said the number's in the thousands. I don't want you to say like one in 36 oh, and then you're that far off. Feels you know? ridiculous. Unless everybody uh, else goes like 20,000 mm. over and then uh, you're close. I'm just saying. All right. So the odds of being uh, hurt by your toilet seat, injured by your toilet seat, Neff. Uh, 150,000. One in 150,000. Least money? 6,500. One in 6,500. Steven? One in 9,269. That's a very strangely specific <laughs> number. Yeah. Jackie? One in 10,000? One in 10,000. Jackie, give yourself two points. The number is one <gasps> hey, in 10,000. Oh, not 
Jackie. Listen, there's, you know, Jackie. I've never been injured by a toilet seat. Jackie doesn't know much, <laughs> but what she knows is toilet seats. Does that, <laughs> does that mean, like, if you sit on your toilet seat, sit on toilet seat 10,000 times, you're going to get injured at least one of those times? Probably. Maybe more. Sure, I guess. Interesting. I guess how many times does one sit in a toilet in their lifetime? How many times does one person sit on the. Okay, scientists out there, we need statisticians to tell us. How many times? Exactly, because the times the average. But minus a couple not, years because yeah, it was so let's start from three to like this 70. is not what this show is about. <laughs> <laughs> 121,000. How many times do you go potty? Somebody that's out there how listening. Probability works. <laughs> <laughs> that's not at all how probability works. That's all right. All right, let's move on. Move on. Move on. The odds of winning a million dollars in the McDonald's Monopoly game. Oh, are um, one in blank. Has this. anybody ever won? Yeah, sure. I know the answer. I, I think one. I know the answer to this one. I remember reading it and being disappointed. The I odds get Park Place. I never get Broadway. Whatever is the other one. The odds of winning a million dollars in the McDonald's Monopoly game are one in blank. Police money, you're up. I put one in four hundred and fifty thousand. One in four hundred fifty thousand, Stephen. Oh, I think I'm wrong. I put one in three million six hundred eighty thousand. Oh, okay. Three million. Okay. One in 900,000. One in 900,000. One in zero. It was a scam. <laughs> <laughs> it was rigged. People actually won it. They were, it was rigged. It was a whole thing. Lise Mati, what was your number? 450. The actual number is 451 <gasps> million. Oh. Stephen is closest. I finally have a point. One in 451 million. You, you know, like no, no matter no. how many French fries you eat, you are not going to win that bad boy. Okay, so tally that up, and uh, that is the first round closest to the pin. I have a wow. point. All right, so keep your scores okay. on your boards. Now we move into round two. Here we go. <laughs> this is a this or that. Ooh. So I'm going to give you two scenarios, and you have to tell me statistically which one is most likely to happen. Oh, like okay, so it's a 50-50. Okay, okay. All right. Which one is most likely to happen? You bowling a perfect 300 game or you getting a hole-in-one playing golf? Not like min- one hole-in-one? One hole-in-one hole or bowling a 300 game. And regular golf or miniature golf? Regular golf, okay. Stephen. No, I just... Seriously? I was half listening. What, what? So higher probability is in like one in... Which one is more likely to happen? So oh, yeah, if okay. you say like if one is one in 10 and one is one in 50, the one in 10 is more likely to happen. So which one is more likely to happen? Bowling a 300 game or getting a hole-in-one in golf? Steven, you're up. Hole-in-one. Hole-in-one. Jackie. Golf. Golf. Neff. Hole. Okay. Hole-in-one. All right. You guys are all correct. Getting a hole-in-one is yeah. one in 5,000. 300 game is one in 11,500. Wow. So you can get a hole-in-one by mistake. You can't accidentally bowl a 300. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here we go. Round two. Number two. The odds of injuring yourself mowing the lawn or fatally slipping in the bath or shower. Which one is more likely to happen? Injuring yourself mowing the lawn or fatally slipping in the bath or shower? I went to school with a kid who got his foot run over by a lawnmower. Oh, no. Yep. Oh, no. That's terrible. Yep. It sucked. He was out of school for a while. I bet. Ruined his track scholarship. Just a bit. Hmm. All right, we're going to start with Jackie here. Which one do you think is more likely to happen? The lawn. Injuring yourself in the lawn. Yes. Neff. The bath. The bath. Least money. Fatal shower. Fatal sh- fatal shower. Bad name called it. <laughs> Steven. Lawn. Lawn. The odds of uh, injuring yourself in the lawnmower is 1 in 3,600. The odds of fatally slipping in the bath or shower is 1 in 2,200. That's more likely to kill you. Bath or shower is the is the right answer. That's terrifying. 
That means I, so I have a I've, legit. That's literally one of my fears. If you wrote bath or shower, you get a point. Oh, okay. I've I was slept. Like, I've slept in the shower before, not fatally. <laughs> Obviously. Thankfully. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> this would have been very awkward. That means out of every like two thousand showers, we might die. Oh my gosh! I can't live like this. That's why Neff stopped showering after two thousand. <laughs> He's like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm no. done. I've already got my one in. So, oh my all right. Uh, the year 2000, not not 2000 showers. Oh, you guys love babies, right? Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Says nobody responds. Uh, yeah. I, I sense a trap. <laughs> um, all right. So the odds of a baby being born with a tooth, at least one tooth. You know, babies don't have teeth like when they're it born. Comes out with a tooth. Like, like the baby born is born and okay. there's a tooth. There. <laughs> <laughs> not. It's exactly not born with a tooth in his hand. <laughs> No, it's not like that. It's not like a May Young, Mark Henry situation here. No, <laughs> baby comes out. There's like like chomping teeth come out with it. Hello, my baby. Hello, uh, the uh, it's it's called uh, natal teeth. All right, so uh, natal teeth uh, is that more likely to happen or a baby born with an extra finger or toe? Which is more likely to happen? A baby born with a with a tooth or a baby born with an extra digit? Uh, There's a scientific name for that too that I will not pronounce. Because <laughs> I can't pronounce it. Because science. Science. Too many consonants. Back to back to back. Mm-hmm. Not flattering for my palate. Um, I forgot who goes first on this one, so we'll just say Neff. Uh, I went with the natal teeth. Natal teeth are more likely to happen. Least mine. I also put tooth. Tooth. Steven. I, I put digit because then he can grow up and be the six fingered man. Mm, Jackie. The toesies. The toesies. my father. One in 2,000 babies is born with a tooth. One in 500 babies has an extra finger or toe. So if you have a finger or toe, you get a point. What up, fam? What up, man? High six. They can cut that off. All right. Last one here for the this or that. The odds of writing a New York Times bestseller. Lots of people do that. Right? The odds of writing a New York Times bestseller or the odds of falling to your death. Which one is more likely to happen? Falling is easy. It's getting that back up that becomes a problem. That's what your book should be about, your New York Times bestseller. (laughs) All right. The odds of uh, falling to your death or the odds of writing a New York Times bestseller. Which one is more likely to happen? Least Mahdi. It's more likely, I believe, to have a bestseller. Okay. Steven. Falling. Jackie. Bestseller. Neff. Bestseller. It is more likely to fall to your death. Really? One in, up, yeah, suckers? one in 119 or one in 220. So you are more likely to fall to your death than to write a New York Times bestseller. But Wait. both of those are frightfully attainable. Wait, how yeah. much? In 119. So what do you oh. mean? You like, have the, your every, odds. T- every 119 times you fall, one of them will you'll <laughs> die. <laughs> I don't think the math works that way. But yeah, either way, try to stay on your feet. That's the important thing. Um, yeah, okay. And uh, so that's round two. Round two is now done. Oh, wow. Tally up your scores. And uh, I'm, I'm going to finally, so this is our fi- final round. Here we go. Out of 100, I'm going to give you oh, a, a situation. You're going to tell me how many out of 100. Basically, just a percentage. Okay. okay? Are you ready? Sure. Yes. Here we go. What percentage of all people in the world live in the Northern Hemisphere? <laughs> What percentage of all people in the world live in the Northern Hemisphere? Everyone looks way more confident and thoughtful. I, I are feel. the answers written on the ceiling right now? Everyone's <laughs> like got that looking up vibe, like it's final exam day. What percentage of all people in the world live in the Northern Hemisphere? You got to write it up quick. And 
three, two, one. Steven. 63%. Jackie. 51. Neff. 60. Leesmati. 75. The correct answer is 90% of all people live in the Northern Hemisphere. Is this the one closest we get it, or is it if you you have to get it? It is closest. So Leesmati gets the point. Right? See, I didn't know where China was. I thought it was in the Nobody middle. China's impressed China. by that. China and India are both in the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, I'm impressed, Lee Smiley. I would have gone I, with that. I, I mean, higher. yeah, no, I know a lot of things. That was I totally just like, has most pure knowledge and intelligence and in dense study. You guys yeah. use the Google, right? No. no. What I use Bing for Ask Jeeves. Mm-hmm. You done? Mm-hmm. Feel good? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what percentage of Google searches every day have never been searched before? Mm. Ooh. Interesting. You know how hard it would be yeah. to come up with a Google search that has never been searched before? Well, let's find out how hard it is. What percentage of Google searches every day have never been searched before? There's billions of searches a day, right? It has to be. I feel like this is probably going to be much higher than we think it is. Maybe. I don't know what you think I guarantee it is. if I go on the Google right now and I type in, did Tony Talavera murder Stephen Salisbury, that'd be the first time that's ever been searched. Bet you it hasn't. All right. <laughs> Interesting. I think... My- I already wrote my answer. Jackie. 0.001. 0.001. Oh. That's a low number. Uh, I said 4%. I'm going to round you up to 1 because it's not a, it's not a decimal. Thing. So oh, I'm just going to well, round you to 1%. That changes my answer then. Uh, you said 4%. Yeah. Least money. I put 25%. 25%. Steven? I put 0.36%. So, I go so I'll round one. you up to 1 as well. What was your net? Ne- four. 4%. The actual answer is 15% of Google oh, yeah, searches. So, it's much than uh, I it so I think Lee Smitty wins. Lee Smitty's closest. Going, okay, yay. What was your answer? Four. Four. Was 11 oh, yeah, so yeah, so away. she's 10 away. So Lee Smitty gets a point. All right. That's that's higher than I thought it would be for yeah. sure. Yeah, 100%. I only, I originally wrote like 11, and then Jackie was like, I feel like this is a lot higher than we think. I'm like, okay, Jackie, I'm going to pump it up. <laughs> My friend was. <laughs> You're welcome. Jackie is a Google search influencer. Uh, all right, how about this? What percentage of people are left handed? Oh. Oh, uh, oh, I think ooh. I heard this somewhere. In Deedly Doodle, neighbor, what like, percentage of people are left-handed? At least half my family is left-handed. And then, I want, then we're going to ask about how many left-handed people die each year by using right-handed tools. It's frightfully high. What percentage of people are left-handed, Quentin Neff? 40%. Least money. 40%. Really? Okay. Steven? Four, 36%. Wow. I did 36%. Wow. Holy cow. <laughs> I'm looking at my board, Steven. Well, I'm so, looking at your board. So, now, this is really funny because, like, Steven and Jackie, your birthdays are one day apart. They are. Neff and Lismati, your birthdays, birthdays are one day, day apart. apart. Whoa. Well, here's the thing. Here's the you thing. guys wait, are, like, totally in their birthdays are legitimately one day apart. Or it's, like, one day in, like, five years. But wait, okay. what if it's, like, 38%? Wouldn't that be something? Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Nick Sadler, l- let me ask you then. How many people are left-handed? What percentage of people are left-handed? 20. 20. Actual number is 11. Oh, so we're closest. 11 percent. No, he's closest. Nick gets the point. Oh, bam. So I asked him. Sorry. No, you can get him. Oh. All right. I need this point so I can Only lose. Only 11 That's much lower than I people? thought. That's crazy. Yeah. I feel like very... I meet left-handed children all the time. Well, the number might be getting Out higher. Out of the billions. As humanity gets darker and more depraved. Here we go. Farther away from What God. percentage of a cat's life is spent sleeping? <laughs> the goal, I'm sure. <laughs> Lisa Muddy's like taking notes. She's like, this is life. life. Hey, Nick, how often is Jack asleep? All the time. All, All the, time. the time. What percentage of a cat's life is spent sleeping? Lisa Muddy. 55. Mm, Steven. 40%. That was dumb and put 85. 85. <laughs> 60. How do you know it's dumb? Because it might be the right answer. You know, if it is, 
I wish I was a cat. The answer is 66%. Neff gets a point. I got a point. Aw, I was almost there. Almost there. Neff swooped in. According to the Center for Disease Control, what is the global rate for people washing their hands after using the toilet? Wait, now or before? (laughs) This is the current global rate for people washing their hands globally after using the toilet. I feel that it's still not high enough. <laughs> Whether or not they have injured their, themselves on said toilet. Wow. What percentage of people wash their hands after using I feel using like my number might be hub. too low. Let's no, see. But at right. the same time, I don't tr- I don't believe in the general populace as a whole. Let's see. Steven, what do you got? 37%. Oh, Jackie. I hope, I hope it's not that low. I put 65. Neff. 77. Least money. 40. The correct answer is a staggering 19%. Holy crap. Good lord. What? Yeah. Both you nasty. And oh, that's what I was scared of My number was too high. Jackie, how's your boyfriend? He's good. How many, <laughs> how many years out of the past century has Michael been the most popular boy's name? <laughs> Every year. How many uh, years, how many, out of the past wait. 100 years, how many of those years, what percentage of the past 100 years has Michael been the most popular that's boy's such name? Such a common name. Dang, I don't know. I never thought about that. How many The years? most popular? Like the top? The top popular boy's name of the past 100 years. How many has Michael been the most popular boy's name? If you're in our listening audience right now and your name is Michael, God still loves you and you're unique in a bunch of other ways. <laughs> and you're named after an Just angel. Just not your name. Yeah. All right. In the past 100 years, what percentage of years has Michael been the most popular boy's name? We'll let Jackie go first. I'm going to guess 20. 20 out of the last 100. Neff? 40. 40 out of the last 100. I got super, like, 65. 65. Lots of Michaels. I put 15. 15. Actual retail price, 44%. So Neff gets that point. I know Michaels. He knows at least 40 out of 100 of them. And this is the last question. Oh, I'm going to lose. It's a two-part question. Oh, I might win. Here we go. You said you're going to get two points. (laughs) I don't know. I'll kick you four if it goes right. Steven, this is going to be very important for you to pay attention to. Okay. On an average day, what percentage of American men do housework compared to the percentage of American women who do housework? This is not meant to be misogynistic or a statement of any kind of gender equality. This is simply the numbers. As a, just, go ahead and, just go ahead and throw that board wherever, Stephen. On an average day, what percentage of American men do housework? What percentage of American women do housework? Wait, are we say, we're saying we're writing percent for both of them? For both. Oh, okay. You should have two percents unless you believe that the percentage is the same, in which case you'd be wrong. All right, least money. What percentage of American men are doing housework? What percentage of American women? I put 80 for women and 20 for men. Okay. Steven. But 32% for men and 68% for women. Okay. 35 for men, 65 women. Oh, okay. man. Is my math right? Unfortunately, yeah. I put 30% for men, 70% for women. All right. So let's look at the, the men's percentage. 19% of American men do housework every day. I was the day. closest. I had least so money much money was closest. 19%. Now, now remember, Jeez. these aren't married uh, American men. These are American men. So even but if you live by general. yourself, these guys aren't washing their, their dishes every day. You know, no, they just buy out. paper plates. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wash those. Throw them out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Saves money on the dishwasher. What percentage of American women are doing uh, housework every day? That is 49% of American women. Oh, it's a trick question. So who is closest? Y'all all erased your answer. I had 68. I had 65. I had 80. I put 45. No, I had 70. All right, so Jackie gets the point for that yeah. one. Let's add up our scores at the end of this game. 
Steven, what do we have? Big whopping losing six. Six, Jackie. Seven. Neff. Five. Least money. Seven. The ladies hey! walk away. Hey, What percentage? <laughs> <laughs> Callback joke. I get it. What percentage no, of the ladies six. just won seven. this game? It 100% of the ladies. Congratulations. And this has been Never Tell Me the Odds. Hey. Talk about comparisons with cleaning. <laughs> That's the end of the statement. That <laughs> game. Yeah, because they just uh, they just so cleaned sorry. up the uh, the game. I get it. Uh, I, you know, it wasn't it wasn't funny, but I, I definitely offended. get it. It was there, but it's gone. It's yeah. gone. Uh, you guys know who said the the uh, the quote? Never tell me the odds. I believe Han I do. Solo. Who was that? Han Solo. That's right. You know that was really good. And uh, do you remember when he said that? What movie? Um, it was in. It was either in. Uh, I want to. It I, was either in. You don't get an either in. Well, I thought it was in a New Hope when they were going through the asteroid field. They weren't going through an asteroid field in a New Hope. Then that was in Jedi. No, not Jedi. Empire Strikes Back. You just name all the Star Wars movies. You'll get one right eventually. It was in The Force Awakens. Uh, all right. It was, uh, yeah. They were going through the asteroid field. C-3PO was trying to tell them the odds of survi- successfully navigating the asteroid field. Well, Han Solo said, never tell me the odds. Clearly, Han Solo made a huge impact on Steven. Uh, let's hope <coughs> he made a better impact on our fan base as we enter this, the final round of the best thing, thing ever, ever, ever. Yeah, best thing ever. We have gone through all of our Star Wars heroes. Have you guys been following this thing? This has been no. the I longest. <laughs> I gave didn't up realize it was after still going. I, I like literally yeah, forgot, I forgot that it existed. We anymore. haven't been talking about it much on the show. That's we cool. we have not been talking about it much on the show because we haven't we didn't talk about it during any of our virtual episodes. We are back in the studio, back together yeah, again for, for the, the first, first time, time. In, in seriously. Five it's been five, yeah. a little over five months. Uh, so it is. It's it's cool to see you guys again. Yeah, yeah. Hi, you I've all. seen all of you guys at different times throughout it, but not together. Yeah, you look Aww. well. So uh, let's recap. This has been the best Star Wars heroes ever, and uh, we started out with Obi-Wan Kenobi, The Mandalorian, Poe Dameron, Lando Calrissian, Finn, Chewbacca, Rey, Luke Skywalker, Kanan Jarrus, Han Solo, Ahsoka Tano, Anakin Skywalker, Yoda, Cara Dune, Princess Leia, and Mace Windu. And that, has, and that has been worked at, worked down week after week after week after week until we finally got to a final two. Now, we did a special episode a while back with some of our other uh, podcast friends, the uh, Nerdy Podcast Collective, and uh, we have whittled this thing down to a final two. We put it on our website at nerdygodcast.com, and the squad has voted mm-hmm. in our final round for the best Star Wars hero ever. Luke Skywalker versus Han Solo. Of course. Well, yeah, what would the, I what would the odds be that totally Han Solo would win? See, now, the, the, and this is the thing. It's like, it, it feels a little trite and maybe contrived that those two would make it to the final round. I'm upset. Why? Because that's not who I picked to be in the final well, round. Obi-Wan <laughs> should be in the final. But why? Because Obi-Wan. So Obi-Wan, he, without him, nothing happens. Without Darth Vader, nothing happens. Well, without Obi-Wan, Darth Vader don't happen. I'm just saying the... Ooh. <laughs> Thank you, kind oh. of least money. Okay, okay, fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. No, but but who sells the most action figures? You know, like there there's a, a part of that too. You know, when you're a little Char-jar kid. Jar Jar Binks. Shut up. <laughs> and just Misa, like that, he erased whatever credit he got with this with the Obi Wan. Yeah, Misa. <laughs> Thank you, Jackie. You the uh, I think that when you're like a little kid, who do you want to dress up as and, and pretend like you are with a, a lightsaber and a blaster? You know? Anakin Skywalker. I mean, I one time dressed up like Darth Vader as a kid. I have an Obi Wan. I can see you I doing it. Yeah. I have an Obi-Wan Kenobi cosplay at my at my house. It, well, that's because that's the, the robe that fit your form. Well no, Obi-Wan Kenobi is not a portly fellow. But the robe is for portly it's a big fella. it's a big man robe. 
It was a big it's, robe. It's but I got the lightsaber. From, from Tatooine, big and tall. Now that's a robe I haven't worn in a long time. <laughs> Doesn't quite fit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so we got it down to to Obi Wan. Uh, excuse me. We got it down to yeah, Han, we, we got it down to Han Solo <laughs> and to Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Uh, who do you guys predict wins? It's probably it's gonna, probably be gonna be Luke Skywalker. I think it's I think gonna Han be Han. Solo. So why why Han Solo least money? I think he just got the cool kid cred. You know what I mean? When you're when you're talking about who are you gonna dress up as, who are you you know, if you're going out um, and a couple's cosplay and you're like the dude, you're gonna be freaking Han Solo, all manly and cool, the stud. Like yeah, there is no counterpart. Like there's no Luke Skywalker couples cosplay. Exactly. It's like I'm Luke Skywalker and and here's my girlfriend. R2-D2? <laughs> I can't tell you how many I love you, I know shirts that I've seen at Disney. Exactly. Oh, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. The, well, hold on a second. Other than really, like, pun intended, forced love connections in the new trilogy, there was, and Padme and Anakin, there's only one other couple. Well, hey, they both, well, they both kissed Leia. 3PO and R2? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, so we have we have taken it to the people. It's been on the website, and uh, the votes are in, and the, it, the polls are closed with... Forty-one percent of the vote to fifty-nine percent of the vote. Wow, that was close. Close. That was really close. The winner of the best Star Wars hero ever is Han Solo. Hey, hey, Han. Listen, Han never complained about about going to Tashi Station. And he never threw a lightsaber over his shoulder into the mountains. No, but he did complain about taking said young man across the galaxy. Understandably so. Yeah. He had a bounty on his head. Luke Skywalker let himself die to save people. Han Solo was frozen in carbonite to save people. He, Han Solo was frozen in carbonite. Without he, force powers. Because he, he, he made a mob boss angry. <laughs> he made some bad said. deals. He didn't get frozen in the carbonite because he made a mob boss angry. He got frozen in the carbonite because uh, Darth Vader wanted to test that the carbonite thing wouldn't kill him before he froze Luke Skywalker to take him to the Emperor. Oh. Mm. Well, either way, uh-huh. it was a way for Jabba. You to need to go back his. and watch these movies. He also again. didn't. He also didn't give any secrets up when he was being tortured in like a shocky chair. Shocky, <laughs> shocky, shocky chair is a registered trademark term. of 20th Century Fox. <laughs> you, need to, you need to go back and watch those Lucas, movies. Lucas Films Ltd. No, that's true. I did. I had the shocky chair playset when I was a kid. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> it, it came with round droid. It was really great. And if it, it plays awesome. music, it'd be a favorite. shocky jockey. His mother was just standing outside. Do they have a shocky <laughs> chair attraction <laughs> at Galaxy's Edge, Jackie? No, they, they should. <laughs> uh, put all and, the unruly guests in. And finally, <laughs> at the end of this, the longest season, this has been the, <laughs> the best, best thing ever. So you are you you mentioned Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, Lee Smotty. We are now at the end of summer. It is we are heading into fall, mm-hmm. a, a official canonical fall, yeah. and summer is over. This is Thank this God. is the end, my friends. That's crazy. And it seems unfair. Yeah. No, keep going. Nope. You sure? Yep. All right. Today's <laughs> the first day of pumpkin spice. Is it really? Is it's it? For Starbucks. It's August. Oh. Pumpkin spice is not even close to being full. I it's don't like, care. We're like a month away from it's legit here, fall. And I'm happy. It's stupid. <laughs> Pumpkin spice is awful. Should not be. What? It's still August. Yeah, well, let's not argue about what is good or what is not good about the fall. We'll, let's look back for a moment about the summer. We're going to yeah. talk about where we've been, what we've done. We're catching people up. It's been a long time yeah. since we've all been together. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about our summers. Uh, anything great happened to you? We talked about Galaxy's Edge. Lisa Money, you just went to Galaxy's I Edge. I did. Yeah. did. For the first time, like a week ago, I went for my birthday. 
um, or my sister and my myself, our <laughs> birthday. She was celebrating Neff's birthday. Twin sister. So she went. <laughs> Thank yes. you. Um, late, happy birthday, Neff. But my sister and I and my dad went for our birthday, and it was the most stressful yet efficient Disney experience <laughs> I've had in my life. I am efficiently stressed. It was That's Disney. It was hor. I was expecting it to be so chill because I'm like world pandemic. Everybody's scared. Nobody's gonna be at the park. First this, two parts were correct. But this is Hollywood Studios. I was I was so confident that it was just gonna be the breeziest time in the world. We roll up in Hollywood Studios just minutes before 10 o'clock. We're running late. I did not plan to get there that close to opening. Things happened. But we get there and I'm just seeing masses and masses of people. Throngs. What, what day of the week was it? It was Friday. Okay. That sounds about right. So that's and part of it, yeah. We're driving up, and I see all of these people, and there's all this tracking in front of us, and all I'm thinking about is virtual queue for the rise of the resistance. Yeah. And I am angry because I said, nay, nay, I did not come here to not do this. <laughs> so I'm like, let me out of the car, Father. I'm a jet over, and I'm going to be in there because at 10 o'clock, I am getting in this virtual queue. And so I violently exit the vehicle when my dad has barely stopped moving and I run over to the entrance of Hollywood Studios um, so that I can do the virtual queue and at 10 o'clock like literally it was 10 and I blinked and it was full mm -hmm. it was like the, yep. the queue is like try again later I like start bawling like I'm so angry and, and going to the odds the odds of you getting on it once that queue is full are not very impressive never tell me the odds I am ticked I am irked I'm all the words Tony you're better at words she was ticked and she was irked <clears throat> she was morose so angry so frustrated I'm despondent disappointed <laughs> let down disgruntled very Rumpful. upset and very unhappy and there's all of these people and I'm like I don't understand Corona the one time I needed you to do the thing <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do the thing I was so upset do your job Corona. you were supposed to be the virus of the people <laughs> <laughs> so I go in we get into the park I'm really mad and I hear them like or I go in and I look at the app and it says that you can try again at two o'clock which I didn't know was going to be a thing. I thought you just had the one chance at 10. Which you're used to. So we're st I'm standing around and I hear this lady who's also clearly very upset about the situation asking a cast member, like, I, I don't know, advice or whatever the cast member has to offer her. And I'm listening and she's like, stand outside, make sure you're not connected to Wi-Fi, do all of these magical Disney things. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do all of these magical she's Disney She's been watching things. the YouTube blogs. All of the things. So I listen carefully and I make an alarm clock and I'm like, at one o'clock, I'm going to be outdoors in the middle of the hot floor of the sun with all of the signal, optimal signal, making sure that I'm going to get in on this virtual queue. More things happen because life, right? And at two, it's like 1.58 and I'm carrying all of this food because my sister, just she's in a wheelchair, so she's in the corner sitting down peacefully with my dad, who's older, also sitting down peacefully resting because Disney. I'm running around getting food. I'm carrying all this crap and I just randomly like look at my phone like in the distance and see it's 1.58 and I go, oh no, the time is coming. I stop where I am in the middle of Disney in a pandemic and put our food on the floor. And I 
take my phone out at 1.59, just seconds before the time is, and I start quickly opening it, really nervous because I'm, you know, trying to get the thing, I'm shaking, I'm taking longer, enter my password wrong, I go in, it turns 2 o'clock, and the moment it, like, all of this in a millisecond, I'm thinking in my head, it's too late, it just turned 2, and the moment I take to breathe, it's gonna be too late, and I go through the thing, and I get... Backup group 78. Ooh. It's like, you have been placed in the backup group. This does not mean that you're going to be boarding this ride today. It just means that if we effectively board all of our groups for the day, then yeah. we will begin boarding backup groups. Blah, 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 blah. It means that on a scale of Jar Jar Binks to Han Solo, she is Rick Oli. So I immediately text Tony because when I have a problem, I ask Tony to fix it. How was he going to I don't know. That? I was just hoping something uh, I'm would at happen. work going, I'll pray for you. <laughs> so I'm like, Tony, what does this mean? And Lord he's like, Jesus, let the force be with her. It means pray that the ride doesn't break down at all. Basically. So he, he tells me things, I guess, of false positivity. I really feel like you weren't even fully committed to your like comfort. Because I you was really, at work. You didn't believe it enough. I believed it. I just didn't believe you were going to go on. No, I really didn't. <laughs> I really didn't. I'm like, it kind of sucks. Sorry. So I'm in back of group 78. I'm like, okay, okay. I need to find out what this means. We go to, um, what's the other one? Smuggler's Run. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we end up being able to actually just walk right on to Smuggler's Run. We went to do our our, D, our disability pass, like to go back. And their little machine wasn't working to make our passes for us. So they're like, ah, just come on right now. So we just walk right on. Magic. Nice. We awesome. walk on and there's a chicken there working. And I take out my phone and I show her. I'm like, can you explain to me like what this means? Like in your real honest opinion girl to girl here tell me (laughs) what are the actual odds of me being able to ride this ride today and homegirl's like "Mm, well you know it really just depends she's gonna give you all these false disney i will give you no answer she's like it depends i don't want to say no if it doesn't break down if things run smoothly if there's unicorns and butterflies and it rains (laughs) happiness and all of these things then you know there could be a chance that you get on possibly potentially and i was like okay she's like i mean you can have like a little bit of hope and she said this, you guys. She said, you can have a little bit of hope. And I got all spiritual. I walked away. <laughs> and I'm not joking. Like, I was practically in tears. Like, this was that intense for me. Oh I was goodness. like, God said, if I have faith, <laughs> like a mustard seed. <laughs> so I'm like on Smuggler's Run, like teary-eyed, like not even paying attention because I'm just having this whole big spiritual moment of like, this is God testing my faith. <laughs> and he said, if I just had faith and believed, and I believe it in the name of Jesus. And like, these are the actual thoughts and words coming out of my mouth on Smuggler's Run. We get out, we go through our entire day, and I'm checking my phone like every 15 to 20 minutes. And the part closed at 8. It was like 7.15. And I get a little vibe. My phone's also on like 3% for like five hours. This was Jesus. At like 7.15, my phone bings. And I see it. Your boarding group has been called for Rise of the Resistance. Please approach the thing you have until this time to go. She and I'm like, we are going. Abandons her father and sister and just runs straight to <laughs> it. It's time. I have <laughs> never pushed a wheelchair with such vigor and speed. Down the stairs. It was great. Oh my and goodness. we get to Rise of the Resistance. And it was our last ride of the day. And it was beautiful, spectacular, amazing, flawless. The thing was operated with no issues. Faith, you guys. Size of a mustard seed. That's <laughs> <laughs> all it takes. Small little bit of um, End of anecdote. Yeah. Right, so the rest of us will just give a quick highlight. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I really felt that that story was important. For that was, me. That was, no, that was great. That was definitely worth the time. So, Nick, you got engaged. <laughs> <laughs> you, only, you have 30 seconds. Go. Uh, yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. Wow. Who did you get engaged to? Oh, 
Jessica. Oh, okay, Jessica. <laughs> oh, well, oh, yeah. I took the pictures. One of the Nerd of God yes. twins, Jessica. If you are a longtime listener, you will know her from season two and three and four, maybe. I don't Something. remember. She was she was, she was here. here. She was here yeah. for a minute, but uh, yeah, congratulations, man. Thank you. That's very yeah. exciting. You uh, are, I'm sure, in the throes of making uh, all the plans and picking out China patterns and such. Yeah, kind of. She's doing most of it. Yeah, that's the right. That's the right move. I just give occasional input. Okay, very good, man. Very, very good. Is everybody in the Nerd of God Squad invited? So never just start buying their plane tickets now. Sure. You, well, are you getting married in Orlando? in Orlando? Are you going up to Perry? What, what's the plan? No, it's going to be in Orlando. It's in Orlando. Yeah, no tickets. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're assuming that we're invited. I mean, I'm in the wedding party. Oh, are you? Congratulations. So. All right. Well. well, well. Uh, well, congratulations, Ben. What a great summer Thank for you, you man. Did you, is there anything special about the way that you did it? Was it like a romantic deal? Did you 3D uh, print her a ring? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> that would have been pretty rad. I don't, I don't know. know. Like, no, that's cool. It would have been one I, of a kind. I, and it's Legos. I, I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> Decided not to. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, we, I proposed it. Lake Yolo, we spent a lot of time Pokemoning there. So. Nice. Super but, cute. Uh, Did you get on one knee and say, Jessica, Jessica I, I choose, choose you? you. <laughs> <laughs> Miss opportunity. Yeah. Man, <laughs> do it over. Redo it. <laughs> one shot. Should throw a Pokeball at her head. Marry <laughs> <laughs> me. Whack. See, having been there and actually seen it happen, I'm seeing like what they looked like and then just the image of him just chucking a Pokeball That's at funny. her head. She's going to peek a peek of you up and throw you in the river in there. Uh, yeah, congratulations, that. man. That's really, really spectacular. Neff, you, you had a big uh, road trip summer. Yeah, I just I just got back yesterday, actually. Um, from I went to North Carolina and stayed with my grandfather, who owns a ca- uh, built a cabin on the side of a hill when he was 61 years old. It's like a Davy Crockett kind Why of thing. Why not? He's had it for 20 years, and uh, it's like the family cabin. Stayed with him for a week. That was really beautiful, really nice. Good time of rejuvenation, relaxation, and fellowship, and got to see all of God's wonder and the mountains. It was really cool. Nice. And then I went over and stayed with our uh, a good friend of mine, Michael McDuffie, and his family. Mike, a member of the Nerd of God Squad for a long time. Yes. Awesome. Shout awesome out dude. to the McDuffie family. He had a sticker of ours on his laptop. McDuffie. Mm. <laughs> oh, nice. So his, him and his family are really lovely. It doesn't and count until McDuffie gets a Nerd of God cast tattoo. Oh, yeah. It'll be the first. <laughs> Add it to the ink, brother. Add it to the ink. Put that one on his. He's back. got so many tattoos, no one would even notice yeah that's true <laughs> wouldn't even be branding it'd just be blending <laughs> <laughs> but he and his family opened his opened their doors and we went to uh i went to cleveland the holy city cleveland cleveland tennessee uh knoxville tennessee is where i was staying we, we checked out downtown nice a lot of cool alley art now there. i made a recommendation to you when you went to nashville yes we did go to nashville and i was born and I, I was born there oh i didn't know that <laughs> yeah and um so so there i told you to check out a, a record store yes. a record and comic book shop and video games and, so and movies I, I didn't tell you this that i have not been to that since it has since before you were born oh i the last time i was there was probably 1993 wow so it's been a while ago yeah but it's still there Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise. Still there. <laughs> Tell, the Great Escape, was it pretty awesome? It was pretty awesome. Uh, they had some really cool stuff there. Um, it felt a little bit like, you know, you can be really good at one thing or kind of good at a lot of things. <laughs> but, you know. Welcome to the Nerd of God cast. <laughs> <laughs> but they were, I mean, it was really cool. I mean, they were. I got a record. I got a comic book, you know. Nice. I got some Magic the Gathering cards, you oh, know. Why wouldn't you? It yeah. was It was a really cool experience. What's yeah. the best thing you ate while you were on your trip? Oh. 
now you're hurting me. Because mm-hmm. I, I went to a luau Chick-fil-A, and then I had Memphis wait, barbecue. Wait, wait, wait. Back it up. A what now? <laughs> a ch- in, in Georgia, there's a Chick-fil-A that's luau-themed. Like Mukahakihiki, past the yeah. point, Mahalo, Gungachaka, Gungachaka? Yeah, they, yeah sell, okay. they sell luau burgers with pine- grilled pineapple at the bottom. Uh-huh. Uh, tacos. Wait, like beef burgers at Chick-fil-A? Beef burgers. Georgia Chick-fil-A's, what? Atlanta Chick-fil-A's sell, sell hamburgers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and wow. They, and and I felt guilty going, the first time I did that, I went to a Chick-fil-A, and there's a big cow on the top that says, eat more chicken, mm-hmm. and I'm like... I want burger, burger, please. <laughs> moo, moo, mama. And they had some delicious tacos and Hawaiian freezes. Did you go to Graceland? I saw Graceland. I didn't go into it. I think that's you've had the better experience. Yeah, it's it's so disappointing. <laughs> it's not his house anymore. It's a big old. It's not his house anymore because he died forty three yeah. years well, ago. No, but they like they like tore it down and built like a museum on top of it. I went for his house. Listen, someone's got to pre- pay for Priscilla's plastic surgery. Yeah, okay, fair enough. It's not yeah. Michael. But uh, the ribs from from Memphis were. It was his daughter. Never mind. That was a bad joke on multiple levels. Continue. I apologize. No, it's good. I was just gonna say the ribs. The ribs from uh, from Memphis were really cool. And I, I saw the National Civil Rights Museum actually, which was really awesome. Nice. Very cool. We're glad you guys had a great time. Stephen, did you do anything? I, I got COVID. Nice. And Jackie. <laughs> My sister got engaged. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's that's. Wait, cool. which one? Hannah. Shut up. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Super cute. So we're going to be looking at wedding dresses tomorrow. I'm going to be making her wedding dress. So I'm very excited about that. Too many people getting married in Jackie's world. <laughs> a lot Jackie, of them. Jackie's in the middle of a very tricky Venn diagram right now. <laughs> very weird. Wait till yes. you see the name of the guy. Then the statistic from earlier comes oh back into right. play. Right. His also, name is Mike as well. <laughs> there it is. I also went on my first Every You get a mic. And you get a mic. Everybody gets a mic. Uh, all right. Well, great. It sounds like we had an awesome summer. I'm very, very excited that, uh, that, that everybody you had adventures and got to enjoy the world and all of the things in it, even in the middle of this crazy global pandemic. So uh, if you're out there in the squad, let us know what you did this summer. The hashtag uh, NOG end of summer. I don't know. I just made that up. So <laughs> let us know what your summertime was like, what adventures you did, post pics, and, and let us know about all the fun adventures that you had. Uh, summer is over, though. Mm. You w- w- Kids are back to school now. Uh, coming up on Labor Day weekend. Yeah, uh, that is the official. I forgot that was a thing. The official <laughs> R.I.P. for for summertime. You know, time to bust out your uh, your corduroy long pants, your fluffy sweaters, your and, pumpkin you, spice. and your pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice. Yeah, you know, after September it gets cool and nice and chill, right? Yeah. For most parts of the world. what part of Florida the, do you and live? And the leaves start falling. Come on, just imagine with me, okay? <laughs> they look like my shirt. And Florida, our fall is in February. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we we skip right past fall. Get our two weeks of winter winter and then they go right back to <laughs> summertime but uh but it's the end and and i always remembered when i was a kid when you'd come to the end of summer it was just like it suddenly just sprung itself upon you mm. it was like we're oh we, we've been out of school and we got no more and all of a sudden it's like you have next week school gets back in you're like oh but I just got here. <laughs> and it just comes so fast mm-hmm. and it's so strange when when you get to the end of something like that yeah. And, uh, and 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 you know everything ends. That's mm-hmm. a biblical principle. That's a, a real life practical principle. Things come to the end of the road. Uh, seasons change. I mean, what does the Bible say in Ecclesiastes? There's a time for everything, right? Mm-hmm. To, uh, turn, 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 and all mm-hmm. that. Um, think about movies that we've watched. Movies that have really great endings. Like just they just stick the landing so well. Can you guys think of a movie that just they wrapped it up so nicely that when you get to the end of it you're like that was that was just perfect. I well, I don't know about perfect, but I have one that I that I like and it's a little controversial is uh The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I like that one too. I really really enjoyed it. It was very Why I, is it controversial? I don't know cuz most people don't, didn't like it, I think. Most people? Uh, maybe like 
30% of people. Steven has just, that's not most. You know that, I know, right? I realize that as I said. That's it. why he didn't win the statistics. That's why he did not win the statistics. <laughs> I never took a statistics class. What up, Lee's Maddie? No. Uh, but, uh, well, I, I really enjoy it. Why? Um, well, I don't want to get too spoilery, but I that movie came out how many years ago? Wow. Eight. Yes, but my fiance has not seen that movie, and I do not want to spoil it for her. What then? Why make did her you watch it before this her? comes out? Oh my gosh! That would, no, that's like your you job. Well, I don't think I would ask someone to be my betrothed if they had not seen all the Batman movies. I'm sorry. She's <laughs> deal, <not> a, <laughs> deal breaker, girlfriend. She's, shut it down. She's not a big Batman fan. Okay, she's then, then who Batman. cares if you spoil it? But I wanted to watch it with her. Okay, Batman ends up in a in a little outdoor. With no. looks over and sees them, they end of wow. movie. Wow! And he did not as we once thought. Is that the end? That's Failed the end. You messed away. The last, that's the second to last thing you see. Good deal, Jackie. What's a movie that you think that, that really sticks the landing? I mean, for me, the first thing that comes to mind is Endgame. I know it's the really low hanging fruit, but for me, it was the absolute like most satisfying end to not just a movie but a series. Like, I mean, you were there, Tony. <laughs> we cried. You guys we cried. cried together. We all cried together. We had all, all, of, all of the emotional juice coming from our like, eyes. We, we weren't there enough. They don't love us enough. No, and I, I, we I had to wait three hours. I wouldn't have said Endgame because Steve should have been with uh, Sharon Carter. You know. Really? Is what it is. His true love's niece? Yeah. His real love. He kissed her. They already kissed. They made out. Sometimes people Luke kiss. kissed his sister. And they move on. The best hero in Star Wars. <laughs> I, I yeah. agree with you. That was a really hard thing to do, to not just wrap up a, a two-part movie, to yeah. wrap up 20-something yeah. movies. Yeah, and I feel like they did it in such a satisfying way that like every time I see the final like fight scene, I still get chills and want to cry. Yeah. Like yeah. It's oh, so yeah. good. I'll, I'll watch it, and I, I don't like watching movie in multiple parts, but I'll get to the last, like just the scene when you have Ant-Man, and he's he sees the birds, and he's like, I think it worked, you guys, and then I'll stop. Because I just don't want to. I don't nope. want to watch the end. Nope. I don't. No. I don't. Like it's like I. It's like I can't. I can't watch this part because then I know it's over and yep. I don't want to do. I don't want to do yeah. this. Yep. And I know that it's that's the best part. Oh, I yeah. I have not watched the movie in full since we watched it the first time. Right? I've only seen bits and pieces because my heart just. Can't it's the take mar- it. okay. It's I'm gonna say so this, good. and you're gonna just think that this is the worst thing I could ever say. It's like the Marvel movie version of the Passion of the Christ. It's like I experienced <laughs> it once, but wow. I just don't know. I just don't. I just don't know that I could. I have the, the emotional capacity. Yeah. To do this again. That's 100% how I feel, though. Like, I can't I can't watch Black Widow again. I can't. Yeah. I can't do it. That explains why the Infinity War poster has uh, yeah. Tony, Tony Stark, Stark with, with his arms out. Arms out, yeah. Very similar. Ah! <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were sneezing. I didn't know what she <laughs> was doing. Jackie literally just turned her head and well. went, ah! I, didn't, I, I didn't want concerned. to yell into the microphone. That was good. <laughs> Such intensity. You well, just yelled 100, at my knees. 134 episodes later, Jackie learns restraint. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good. Finally. We're in it. Neff, what's up? What's a movie that, that lands perfectly for you? I love the ending to the movie Whiplash. What? <laughs> I, I think it was called Iron Man 2. Oh. <laughs> I have no. not seen that movie in a hot the movie minute. Whiplash you saw it with has me. one of the best yeah. endings. So, like, the whole movie, like, this guy has been. I'm not going to lie. I don't think I've ever seen Whiplash. It's, ra- it's, it's a rated very, R. R- very R rated movie with a for lot language. of language. For language. For language. Yeah. A lot of language. Yeah, it doesn't excuse but, it, but okay, yeah. But it, it basically, it's about this drummer who gets into this school. Oh, no, you know what? I did see it. With, with, like, with yeah, 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 yeah. And the kid from uh, Miles Teller, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, always yeah. wanted to see yeah. it. Yeah. It's and a fantastic movie. The ending movie. is just so I, I, I won't spoil the ending to that no, one. No. And I, I will say, for for a movie like that, it, the ending is not what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. not what I thought I wanted. But he, he comes out and I does. Haven't it, it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, he, when, when he, he comes out and does his thing, and it's just like, dang. It's okay. spectacular. Okay. And then it's like, okay. And then it's like. 
all right. All right. And all then right. you're this like, is... oh. And then, all right. And then it just ends, I... and you're like, oh, if you yeah. can get past the language. I remember I saw <laughs> yeah. it with Jackie. I think we went to Universal that day. I think and we just did. Hung out. Yeah. See, I didn't think I, I don't think I saw the movie. I think I literally just saw the ending. Oh, well, oh, then you got to see the whole. Movie. I mean, it's still. I don't have to. I don't have to do anything. But I remember like the movie. You can't make me. It was me and Jackie and like four other people, and they left, and me and Jackie just kind of sat there like. Well, yeah. yeah, it's basically J. Jonah Jameson yelling at Reed Richards until he turns into Mr. Fantastic. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then Stephen was like, is, is that what band is really like? Jackie said, yes. yes it is. <laughs> but I am J.K. Simmons. We're done. We're done. I, we We're didn't. Done. Uh, we tap dance around. Yeah, potentially we didn't spoil. say no, you're good. We didn't spoil anything. L- Lise Marty, what's a movie that to you has a, a satisfying ending? So this was really hard for me. And I discovered in trying to answer this question that I don't think I have an answer because I don't like endings. I mm. don't handle endings well. Mm. And I was trying to go through it because I'm like, I've seen so many movies. I've surely like Endgame. I love yeah. Endgame. Yeah. 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 But I even then I couldn't be like, oh, I'm so happy because... I, all I went to was no because it made it over and that makes me angry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Big I. This is this is true. Um, and can, may I share a personal story about you? Can I talk oh, about yeah, you for sure. just a minute? But only in Spanish. No, no. <laughs> and if if this is too personal, I'm sorry. Lise Mati watched Avatar: The Last Airbender recently, oh, and got to the end of Avatar: The Last Airbender, and cried for days. So to clarify, this is not the first time I've seen Avatar: The Last Yeah, because we've Airbender. talked about it, right? Um, and I didn't realize how sentimentally attached I was to the show until I rewatched it recently because everyone's all hype on it, which is great. So I was like, I'm gonna rewatch it. I haven't seen it in so long, and it was over, and that hit me like a ton. Mm. I have never been so emotional over the ending of a show before. Mm-hmm. I When Tony says I cried for days, I'm like me calling Tony several days in oh a row. Tony, I need you to tell me what else to watch because I don't know how you well, you know, it is. Uh, you can always watch Legend of Korra. Shut up, Neff. Okay. No. Korra's <laughs> not that bad, but it doesn't compare to Avatar The Last Airbender. Legend of Korra makes me angry to watching, think about. Watching Avatar again as an adult made me appreciate it exactly. so much that more. That was the thing. I feel like, like I, appre- I saw so much and felt so much more than I did mm-hmm. as a kid because you it. understood more of the the, the context of scenes and storylines. Like, I need to finish it. Watch it. I've never finished the whole series. It's so good. Oh you my need gosh! To watch I watched it, seriously. When when Ang dies at the end, I cannot believe. <laughs> whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Wait, you said you haven't seen it? No. <laughs> Dang it! Wow. I'll believe that. Okay. Spoiler alert. Leave it from your memory. Uh yeah yeah that's uh, yeah. Wait. So so you don't handle endings well. I don't. I'm really bad at like, especially if I really love something. Like if I, if, for me to have liked, for felt a movie ended well, it implies that I enjoyed the movie. And anything that I enjoyed, if it ended, I'm upset. There's nothing about it ending that really? makes me happy. Yeah. I mean, I get that though. Yeah, I guess I guess so. Like, you can appreciate it for what it is, but you can still be upset that like yeah, it happened. Exactly. Yeah. I don't like it when things end, unless it's deserved. Yeah, I mean, I guess I can see that, but sometimes things have to end. Sometimes oh, yeah. things yeah. run their course. No, absolutely. Supernatural. I'm looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> we, you know, we all, everybody, Star Wars. Everybody sees the the Office season nine and goes, you know, that was the right time to put the landing gear down. Mm-hmm. For for the kind of piggyback piggy on what you're saying, look at like Arrested Development. It ended and came back. It should have stayed ended. Same thing. Scrubs. With Scrubs. I'm, I'm looking at you. Scrubs. <laughs> Scrubs Medical School. Not the best. Not the best idea there. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. It, it could have been okay, but it, it just wasn't. Nah. It just wasn't. They should have just left it. It's it's really hard to end something really well. To start something good is is maybe a lot easier. Ending well is is art. Um, for instance, Toy Story started 
really, really well. Yeah. And Toy Story 3 ended in what I would consider perfection. That was, in, oh, in yeah. my thought of trying to answer the question, that was one that I thought about. That I was like, maybe I yeah. could say Toy yeah, Story 3. So yeah. Because, oh, God. Uh, God, just, just uh, I haven't even watched Toy Story 4 yet. Okay, I so can't bring myself to do it. I'll yet. tell you my thing. I, I rethought Toy Story 4 because I'm sure it's great. My, um, so my thought on Toy Story 4 was this: <laughs> uh, completely unnecessary, totally yeah, unnecessary, absolutely. absolutely. Like, and they, I know they made a bunch of little mini Toy Story movies through the way, and that's okay. Who cares about that? But Toy Story 4 was was like, why are we doing this? What it seemed like it just a, a, a cash grab. Then I went back and watched Toy Story 3, and the moment when they're going down all the toys that have kind of gone on, and you see Woody have his little moment, he goes, Bo. I, I mean, yeah, we've lost friends along the way. Wheezy and Edge and Bo Peep. Yeah, even, even Bo. All good toys who've gone on to new owners. Yeah. And he just, it, it's just a micro pause and then he gets back into, but I'm going to rally my guys and we're just going to keep going and I'm going to power through it. I went, Woody deserves Toy Story 4. Mm-hmm. Woody deserves to make that right. That yeah. one moment, I don't care all the things that Woody's gone through for Andy, give him Toy Story 4. Oh, yeah. I'll sit here and I'll wait. I'll yeah. endure it for Woody. And that opening scene is just gorgeous too. The animation with but, the rain. But Toy Story 4 for the most part is unnecessary. Yeah, no. I think that's a good for word because sure. it's not bad, but it's, it's, not bad. it's very it's not pointless necessary. in a, yeah. in a so like, much need this. And it's worse because Toy Story 3 ended so, so perfectly. Well, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. sobbed yeah. watching Toy Story 3 oh, 100%. babysitting your oh, yeah. son. I was in the movie theater sobbing yeah, with remember. children around. Yeah. I sobbed at both of them. They both made me cry. Yeah, I cried at Toy Story. I think I three, saw it with you. Three and four. No, I saw it with Brittany. Yeah, there's when a movie ends just the perfect way, it's like that's the way it needed to be. There, it could not have gone any other way. Uh, a TV series, um, a book, whatever it is, and you just go, man, that was just, mm, that was just right. That was exactly how it needed to be. No regrets, no whatever. It, it, and it might even leave you shaken. It might even leave you at the end of just going, oh wow, like. I have to think about this. Like, I have to figure out how I feel about this because it just left me ugh, like something. There's there's something going on there. Um, TV shows can do that too when you're especially when you're invested oh. in a character yeah. and, and you walk through those kind of things. But ending is so difficult, but it's so essential. Um, uh, Longfellow, the poet Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, said, "Great is the art of the beginning, but greater is the art of ending." And as we, we come to the end of this season, we come to the end of this journey that we're on right now, um, we're wrapping this thing up tonight. We're closing uh, closing down the computer, closing down the, the microphones, putting everything back in the box, and, uh, and, and really turning the lights off on the way out. And, and we have reached the end of a, uh, a chapter that's been five years in the making for us right now. And I think that although there's so many different ways that we can lament and regret and feel like, ah, this hurts and this stinks and like I was, there's more to do and there's more to say and there's more adventures to be had. I, I go back to Ecclesiastes 7, 8, when Solomon writes in, in, the, in his most depressing work, he writes, the end of a thing is better than its beginning. What does that verse mean to you? The end of a thing is better than its beginning. For me, I think about how the end of something typically means the beginning of something else. Okay. Um, and while the thing that may be ending is great, important, you've grown a lot, you've learned more about yourself as a person, God still, he's never done with you. Hmm. 
there's always new things to happen. So while it's important to enjoy, and I know Steven's probably going to bring this up, Andy from The Office, I wish oh. I knew the oh, good times yeah. I was when I was in up. them. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you can't have a good future. So it's a good thing that things end because better things are coming. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. If you look at our, like, our lifespan, you know, when you start off, you have to go through all the heartache of life and pains and the growing pains of everything. But then by the end of it, you know, you, you've gained all the all the different experiences and great memories that you have throughout your life. And then you look forward, you know, as your life ends, you look forward to having eternity with Jesus. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I mean, that's definitely better. Uh, and, uh, it's better going home to glory than it is being born. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Just a wee bit. Every time a baby cries when when they're first born, it's literally because they're feeling the worst pain they've ever felt up to that point. So, oh, oh that's depressing. Yeah. <laughs> but when you die, but true. it's great. And one in two thousand of them have a tooth. <laughs> Lisa Marty? Um, I think you know, reading that verse, the kind of question that I was thinking of, like, was is what is the product of of that ending or that journey you know um, when you say that um, how does it say the ending is the end of a thing is, is, is better, better than, than the its beginning, beginning. Yeah. Um, when we're doing anything when we're going through five years of of ministry via nerddom or, or whatever you're working at in life you, when you get to the end of it you don't want it to just be I did the thing and it's over you want to have work towards something and produce something and you want whatever you've been doing to have been fruitful whether it was gaining knowledge or skill or impacting what whatever you're doing you want there to be fruit to it so what matters is not so much did you nail it every time or was it great you know did you kick it off well how did that middle thing land it, it's at the end of it what came from it did were you better did you better someone else well yeah yeah there's a um a story i heard one time of this like old movie producer that was giving tips to like a, a young filmmaker and he said nobody's gonna remember the beginning of your movie they're only going to talk about the ending mm-hmm. like they'll think about the beginning while watching it but they'll remember the ending for however long you want to do so always make sure you end well and it makes me think about like legacy like how you how you end something will determine how it impacts after it, after it's done. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so you think think about stories like Moses, you know, when he ended, he passed his torch on to Joshua. Mm-hmm. Um, but like what Moses started, Joshua finished. And when you're going through life, like when you're coming to the end of something, the end of a season of something, or the end of ministry, the end of whatever, like end it as best as you can, not just so you look good, but that way, if it continues on after you, or if somebody else finishes it or whatever happens afterwards, it's ended well enough that it can still impact somebody or impact something after that. It's hmm. good. That's good. Well, you talk about legacy. How, how will you want people to remember your legacy? You, you personally, like when years from now, a generation from now, when people look back and they say, Jackie freaking Wilson, <laughs> how, how will you want people to think about you? What, what will, what will you want them to, to know you for? I would want people to know me as someone who was caring and compassionate, um, maybe not always well-spoken, but <laughs> someone who just has a lot of love and a lot of room for people. Wow. I was thinking as you were saying that, like, this would be a, a, an interesting thing to have, like, on your tombstone. You know, caring, compassionate. She had a lot of love and a lot of room for people. But you don't want the room for people thing on your tombstone. <laughs> no room for people last, here. That's a shovel left behind. 
Wow. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. And that, that, that's apt. That's apt for you. And, you, you know, how do you then choose to, because you're nowhere near your end, how do you choose to grow in that? Like, do you, do you just say, I've done that up to now, so I'm going on break? Or do you say, how do I advance? Like Lise Mati said, you know, along the journey, have you increased? Have you improved? Have you done better? Mm-hmm. I think thinking about the the way I interact with people, like obviously not just on this podcast, because it's very easy for me to speak into a microphone and not speak to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in my daily life and people I interact with who I might never interact with ever again, how, how did I show caring, compassion? How did I show that they had room? like forgotten basically um and i have tons of opportunity to do that with work with family with strangers like i was doing postmates just the other day and i was wearing the nerd of god cast jesus loves you 3000 shirt and i had an old couple sitting in firehouse say hey i really like your shirt what's that on the back of it and so i got to explain to them a little bit about our ministry and they were kind of politely nodding a little bit because they're they were geeky enough to know the reference, <laughs> but I don't know if they were geeky enough to want to listen to us. Gotcha. Like, share, and subscribe. We don't care if you listen. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but it was a really nice thing. Like, I could tell that they, uh, I took a moment out of my time That's that awesome. I could have been going to deliver some food to, like, hey, I'll, I'll talk, I'll, we'll, we'll talk ministry together. Like, That's this cool. is cool. It's awesome. It's awesome. Nev, how do you want people to remember you? Uh, I just want people to, you know, think that I gave them a lot of joy or at least showed the joy of Christ through me that they gained that from interactions with me like the same way that I found out and really get and like really moved towards Christ through the joy that I found I want people to find that same joy and be attracted to Christ yeah. through me I like the way that you said that yeah yeah definitely that's cool well joy is a fruit of the spirit so you produce it yeah. and then if it's a fruit it can also be planted Mm-hmm. To, to grow more. Exactly. Yeah, it's really good. And also make people, you know, in that same way that somebody showed that that joy of Jesus to me, Yeah. I want me to make somebody who can also, you know, pass it down over and over and over again. Stephen? I, I would want people, like my legacy, to just be that I was like a genuine person, but not... Not in a way to where it could be, it could be bad. Like, I want people to like walk away from meeting me or talking with me and feel like I've most I, most people do walk away when they yeah. meet you and talk with you um, oh no oh come on nah. he's having a genuine moment and I just peed on it I'm sorry Steve <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, I've lost my train of thought thank you so much a genuine person no I just want people to walk away from like talking to me like A being able to see Christ through me whether it's in like how I talk how I talk to them how I love them um, but I just want them to walk I want people to walk away from me better than when they came to me yeah like I just wanted to make sure like I'm living out, uh, you know, the life that Jesus lived so well that I make people not want to come to me and talk with me to boost my ego, but so that way like Christ can be revealed through them, mm, yeah. uh, to yeah. them, kind of similar to like what Neff was saying. Uh, but I just want to be a light, it's like boil it down to the you know Adam. I just want to be a light, and I want people to just be better because of me, but not because of me through of Jesus through me. Yeah, excellent. Very true. Very good. Please, Mari? Um, I think think kind of of two things. One being um, what I really want for people to see from me is someone who, and this sounds, I don't know if this sounds, I don't mean it superficially, someone who um, is just seems always 
hungry for God in that I never want to, there's some people, sometimes you see them in positions and they're in the church and, you, and they seem so holy, they seem so big, they seem so up there. You think, man, that person's really living their life right for Christ. And, and you don't see them as people who are necessarily continual, like actively seeking and striving to grow closer. You kind of just see them as they're there because, you know, who they are, their position. And, and I don't want to be that. I want to be seen as very much a person, a human who knows and is aware that they need God and they need more of God every day. And, and when you see me, you never think, oh, it's a shame she used to be so close to God. Or, man, she's she's so tight. Like, she's such a good Christian. She's so up. Like, I want there to be a real... I want to live in a way that is genuinely and projects the I, the notion that I want more of God in my life every day and I need more of God's life in my every day. And then the other thing would be, um, you know, my big thing is like make good choices. And my big thing with my kids is that and we're future world changers. We're, we're going to make the world a better place. Every one of us can make the world a better place. And, and I don't want to be just the teacher that taught that. Yeah, I want to be remembered as someone who did their part but I want to be also remembered like she really practiced what she preached she really taught she put everything no matter who she was with into speaking about just being a good enough person that maybe if enough of us are being good we can make the world a more loving and caring and accepting and embracing and forgiving place mm -hmm. and she did that not just by teaching it by acting it that matters to me it's really awesome it's good Nick how do you want people to remember you I've always been a person that serves other people. Yeah. Not so much in to be recognized or anything, but I'm the guy behind the scenes. True story. Pushing yeah. the buttons. So that's that's about it. I just want people to think that know that I like this help serve and um, make things run smoothly, so to speak. That's good. You know, I, I think about you guys and I think about the things that you just shared, your, your real transparency. I've known you all for a long time, and, and we, we're all, I would say, closer than, than average. And I hear the key words that, that just jump out of, of the things. You know, Nick is, is serving. Jackie is loving. Uh, you know, Lismati is hungry. Neff is joyful. You know, Stephen is, is uh, reflecting God. And I'm just so grateful that the thing that God has planted in your heart to desire is the thing that you guys walk in and demonstrate. Like it's not, it, it's not a lost cause for you. It, it's not like somebody buying me a pair of skinny jeans for my birthday and saying, ah, it's like, oh, good luck. Uh, it's, it's not something that doesn't fit you. It's something that, that you, we all still have to grow into a little bit for sure. But um, your pursuit and the desire of your heart and the way that people remember you um, if they took a snapshot of your life right now, there's a pretty good chance they would get a reflection of the things that your your goal is for. And that to me says that you're on a you're on the right path uh, and you're moving forward. And honestly, to me, that is my goal. That is how I want people to remember me. Um, one of my favorite books, the comic book um, I, I read back in the in the 80s, it's uh, Frank Miller. Uh, Dark Knight Returns mm. and it's I, I probably read it every year um, it's one of my like go-to comic books um, and in that book Batman is old mm -hmm. and he's um, he's kind of come out of retirement and he's he's fought some of his old nemeses as well as some new ones 
And in the conclusion of the book, because of circumstances, he has to fight against the greatest foe of them all, the Man of Steel, Superman. Hmm. And uh, Superman is obviously stronger and faster than Batman, but nobody is smarter and more <laughs> devious than Batman. And Batman has a pretty good time just beating this knot out of the Man of Steel. And, uh, you know, the, the the great scene of him, I want you to remember in your most private moments, mm-hmm. Clark, my hand around your throat and know that I was the one who beat you. Mm-hmm. And then he has a heart attack and he dies. And the closing... <laughs> The closing, it looks yeah. Like his face right now. <laughs> She's like, "What?" And the closing scene of the book is is them, and they're at the graveyard. They're in the, you know, Wayne Manor. Alfred had had burned Wayne Manor down when they found out who Batman was, and then he died of a stroke. I mean, the legacy was done. I mean, the, oh, I forgot about yeah. that. Oh my goodness, that was worse than Batman's uh, yeah. death. Yeah. The whole thing, it was all over and done with. The the Wayne Manor was burned down. Batman was dead. And they're at the funeral there, and you see Robin, Carrie Kelly, you know, his good soldier, and she's there at the funeral. And then you see this large, you know, muscular figure with the trench coat and the glasses, and it's Clark Kent, Superman, and he's there. And, you know, Selena Kyle, she runs up to him. She's like, I know who you are. You killed him. You know, you know. And, um, you know, the, they disperse, and they begin walking away. And Carrie Kelly picks it up, and she hears the... And Superman like stops and she's like, there's no way he didn't just hear that with his super hearing. And he looks over his shoulder and he gives her a smile and he heard it and he walked away. And then she proceeds to bring Batman out of the grave because he was not in fact dead. He he would live on. And then he's mostly dead. He's mostly <laughs> dead. The last scene is Batman down in the cave with all of the street gangs that, you know, he had fought against. He brought all of those enemy gangs into the cave and he said, we're going to rebuild and I'm going to teach you how to use your hands, how to use your minds, how to fight. And you guys are going to be, you know, the, the next thing. You're yeah. going to be the thing. And, and that's the thing. When I'm done, when my heart has beat its last, I want the people that I've been able to have impact and influence on to be able to continue on the journey and carry the light and carry the mission forward. I want everything that I do that has any significance and substance to absolutely outlive me. And when I sit around a table with amazing quality individuals like yourselves uh, when I see the the wonderful amazing unbelievable awesome people in our Nerd of God squad people like uh, Ryan Felton who is our, our devotion manager who has done such a remarkable job keeping those daily devotions coming out and the countless uh, creators that have been a part of posting those things every day the people that are in our squad that post uh, amazing and uplifting and hilarious memes and some not so hilarious memes <laughs> and some reposted of the stuff I've posted I think about the people that we've been able to impact you know the people who we prayed with the people that we've talked to at different panels and Megacon and, and been able to hug and and you know that we've seen wearing our t-shirts and I just, I I give thanks that at the end of everything, when all of this is done and the microphone turns off for the last time, that someone will keep moving the mission forward. Someone will keep fighting for the cause. And in that way, I know that that it's always going to be bigger than me for the glory of God. So um, we have come to the end of our evening tonight and we have come to the end of... uh, this episode and uh, 
We just want to say thank you so much for five years. Thank you so much for 134 proper episodes, tons of uh, bonus episodes and crossovers and one shots and all of the different little things that we've journeyed and dabbled in along the way, camp episodes and so many other. Uh, for everyone that has been part of the show, to Jessica and to EJ and to Tori, to all of our amazing special guests, I mean, just too many to name, uh, Howard Salter and Scott Higa and Julia Colazzo and Christian David Zadek. Nelson and Christian Zadek and uh, Josh, uh, Josh, Martin. Josh Martin and, and uh, I mean, just Ollie. Jamaican Ollie. <laughs> the Nerd of God kid. Just so many, uh, so many other amazing people, just really, really too many to name. Uh, you guys have made this a, a, a wonderful and, and very special experience, and uh, and I, I am grateful. I'll give uh, you guys around the table just a quick chance to... Um, to, to give your your remarks uh, as we close out the episode tonight. Um, Lise Mani. Um, <laughs> I feel like I don't... Um, I feel undeserving of having had the opportunity to have... to claim any type of part in the world that you guys created because I think you guys really built this. Um... So I kind of want to say thank you to y'all because, I mean, we've all been friends. And I've known you all since before Nerd of Godcast existed, and I love all of you. But this is like, this was your ministry and your family and your baby that you guys formed together as a unit. And you guys let me hop along and dabble in it and be part of it and embrace me with all of the love of the nerd them even though i always felt like i i didn't have what it took to to sit in the chair because i don't have all of that amazing nerd knowledge but you guys always um brought me in and that's what's beautiful about the nerd of god cast is it's just this giant family and everyone's allowed to be part of the family and everyone's allowed to sit at the table you can all sit with us <laughs> and i love that and i'm very thankful um to all of you guys at the table and in the booth, Nick, um, for, for letting me be a part of that and for everyone who's listened and contributed and sewn into this because I can't, that gets me. The, the people that have seen this and have contributed and have supported it, not just for a love of, of friendship, but as a belief in ministry and that you're sowing this into God's kingdom. And I just, to think that, to know that, that there's, that that has happened and that ministry and that heaven has grown and our our kingdom has connected under God by this is so beautiful and so special and I feel so honored. Honored is the best way I can say it to have been part of it. So thank you. Awesome. Mr. Sadler, do you have any comments? Just thank you. I'm thankful for the opportunity to have been able to be a part of this. I was not there from the beginning, um, but that's okay. Um, everything that we've done, we've done for the glory of God and to help minister to you, our listeners, whether you be listening live now or sometime in the future. I knew I wasn't going to be able to get through this without crying. I know I'm going to see all of you guys because you guys are my friends. You were my friends before this. And you'll continue to be my friends after. Obviously, our listeners are more than welcome to continue to chat with us, connect with us. Exchange whimsical <laughs> Please, because you got to do something to stop me from crying. Um, we love you guys, each and every one of you, whether we know you or not. We did this to help 
shine some light into your life to let you know that God still loves you and he always will no matter what nerddom geekdom fandom that you are a part of thank you um, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in as much as as much as you have for as long as you have um, uh, just it's been a really cool thing to see from where we started literally around a, a cafe table talking Steven saying we should make a podcast we should make a podcast and <laughs> kind of like okay okay maybe thanks for and giving then, me the credit for that one and then, we, <laughs> and then we got and then we got cool names we just went through the names we finally settled on nerd of god cast couldn't get the couldn't get the online thing so we already had nerd of god <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but going from like the rat cave and all the amazing, amazing people that we've had on here, both on our, our rosters and the guests and like the segments, like being blessed and able to do the Neff News when I did. I mean, and hearing hearing you guys like the stuff that we were doing, it, it was the most honor that like that we could ever receive, or at least for me. That, that was something that was like, I'm doing something that people like and it's glorifying God, which might have been the first thing that I've ever done, you know, hopefully in a long line of ministry steps in the right direction that really people liked and were impacted spiritually by. And it was, it's been really cool to be able to say, you know, oh yeah, I have a podcast, I'm on a podcast and we go to MegaCon and we have a lot of people, a lot of friends that we've met on the internet. And it's been a huge part of our lives for such a long time. And it, none of it could have been going on for this long without the people who listened to it and, and gave us encouragement and helped us out through it all from our Patreon sponsors to our listeners, to people who review, to just people in general, our friends, our families, it, it's really been an absolute pleasure and an honor and I just want you to know that we all love you I love you Jesus loves you no matter who you are no matter what you like even if you don't think that he loves you he does and I hope that we've conveyed that through what we've done over the last five years so love you guys um, next month I turn 30 and doing the show for the past five years has definitely been probably the top three highlights of my entire life um before we started the show i had i just really wanted to do a podcast like it annoyingly so but i didn't know what to do how to do it or what to do it about um and i annoyed tony enough that he decided to finally i guess shut me up with an idea and uh i'm super thankful i remember the night that we came up with the idea for the show like it was yesterday me tony tori and neff just all talking after <laughs> a college group one sunday night and uh then we started the show and every single episode even the ones where i get frustrated arguing about samwise gamji <laughs> um have been great and uh the know that it's impacted even even one person is uh unbelievable to know that people listen to this is unbelievable because we had nothing when we started this. We didn't have our listeners were our moms. Like we didn't really have much <laughs> pop filters out of uh, pantyhose. I made the pop filters for the show um, <laughs> out of pantyhose and whatever whatever else Co- it was. And, 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 and hoops. Bordery hoops. 
and uh, it's been a blast. And uh, I can honestly say that my life would be completely different had this show not existed. This show has been more than a show. It's been part of my life. It's been a continuation of my family. And uh, thank you for allowing me to be a part of it. Thank you for joining us for the last five years. And if this is your first episode, this is awkward for everybody. (laughs) Go back to episode one. (laughs) Thank you. I'm sorry for how annoying I was and probably how annoying I continue to be for the last five years. But and uh, just thank you. And thank you, Tony, for leading us uh, through this entire thing Um, without your leadership our show would not have been as impactful as it was. Amen. Thank you. Well, friends, that brings us to the end of uh, Nerd Godcast episode 134. And uh, we hope that you have had a wonderful journey with us. If you've been with us from the beginning, man, good on you. Awesome job. (laughs) If you jumped in later on, you still count too, man. It's just like the parable of the workers that came in first thing, came in midday, came right before closing time. You still get the same amount of blessing, glory, hallelujah. But uh, we are we are really grateful. There's a lot of work that ha- that still remains to be done. There's a lot of people in nerddom that still need to be reached for Jesus. Mm-hmm. So our work is never finished. Let's continue to shine. Let's continue to reach. Let's continue to speak to people from the game stops to the comic shops and let them know that God loves them right where they are. Let's let the believers know that it's okay to bring your faith into your fandom and uh, let us continue to bring Christ culture and nerd culture together everywhere that we go. Even when you're not listening to this podcast, you are the Nerd of Godcast. So go and make that shine before all men. We love you. We bless you. For the Nerd of Godcast, Steve-O Supremo. Bye, everybody. Jackie freaking Wilson. Bye. The big man, Quentin Gregory Neff. Have nerdy today and a blessed tomorrow. Lovely lady, Lee Smotty. Make good choices. And Nick, the engineer. Goodbye. Till next time, we ain't got to go home. But we can't stay here. pants never ever never ever 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 so he's always been pantless steven (laughs) you just picture two astronauts looking at steven's butt it's always been pantless it's always always Always. (laughs) don't look at the moon that's the dark side of the moon he's pantless always has been that's no moon i feel i feel a tremor in the forest as if several million voices crying out all at once and then suddenly silenced that's when I put my pants back on. Damn. <laughs> Silent but deadly. Put them alder on. <laughs> <laughs>